The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my co-host, Michael Vargas, a fellow dating coach with a clinical psychology background, my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for a fun dating fact presented by our partner, Lively, a new dating app that uses videos to tell your story. 
By the way, we started a t-shirt line and we're pretty sure these t-shirts would make killer presents for the holidays. So check it out on our website at datablepodcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. On each episode, we dissect a dating story, and today I believe we have David. David. Hi, nice to meet you guys. Tell us your dating story. So my story starts off, um, I was out with friends, we were at a bar, and uh, I see this really attractive girl, and uh, I go up and, and just start making conversation with her and immediately when we started talking I could feel like some electricity there and uh, she leads me off to the dance floor and then we go on the dance floor and then she starts kind of booty grinding on me and I'm like oh, okay this is going well and uh, and she arguably was probably the hottest girl in the club bar uh, that we were at nice. and and all the other guys were kind of looking at me like, how in the heck did you get that, right? And, and the girls were all kind of like, you know, doing the same thing, you know, kind of envious of the, or admiring her. And uh, as she was dancing, she turned to face me, and we, were, we had a moment where we were looking at each other's eyes, and it was kind of like, ooh, a big spark. And I don't know what came over me, I just, I just went for it. I, I gave her a kiss right there. Good. And nice. and uh, I was like, wow. And we had that wow moment. And then her girlfriends come in and rush in and rescue her, or try, try to pull her away. And I was like, holy crap, I got to get her number. So I, I rush over to where she was at. And I was like, you know, give me your number. I want to I wanna meet up with you later on. And she's like, all right. So she gives me her number. And then her girlfriends whisk her off somewhere else. And... Uh, and my friends were all like high-fiving me going, oh, awesome, you know, how, you know, <laughs> how did you get that? And, you know, and so I was, I was flying over the moon. I was just excited because this beautiful woman, I got her number, we kissed, I could feel the, the energy there. And her booty grinding. And her booty grinding <laughs> on me. That was all really great. Um, and so the very next day, like normally I would wait, but the very next day I text her. I was like, hey, you know would love to meet up with you. Maybe let's go grab a drink. She texts me back. Yeah, I would love that. So she invites me out. We go to a bar. Just so happens to be a bar, you know, all her friends are at, which is a little awkward <laughs> for first meeting, but it was okay, you know, and uh, she was just as beautiful as the night before. So I was like, I don't care, you know, all the friends there, I'm, I'm down, you know, <laughs> I'm meet with all of them. And, you know, her friends were really cool and she was, she was really relaxed. Through that night, I noticed, you know, she's, she's like this very charismatic personality, which I'm really attracted to. Mm. Uh, girls that didn't even know her wanted to talk to her because she looked stunning. I could tell guys were hitting on her, right? As she's walking by, guys are like, hey, how are you? You know, trying to spark conversation with her. Mm -hmm. uh, but she definitely liked me because she would like always kind of be in my space. Um, and then of course, after we got food, then I was like, oh, you know, maybe we can go see Netflix or something <laughs> at my place, right? Oh my gosh, Netflix and chill. And uh, she's like, all right, yeah, sure. And then so I'm like, all right. And then unfortunately her friend comes along, right? <laughs> 
So it's me, her, and her friend. It's a guy, but he, he's gay. And uh, comes, to, comes to my place, and uh, we're kind of trying to Netflix and chill, but it's not really working. Netflixing, Netflixing. Right? You're really just Netflixing. Exactly. Exactly. You're really Netflixing. <laughs> and, uh, but we're sitting together on the couch, and then the, the friend is sitting in like a chair by himself. And he gets up to go to the bathroom, and as soon as he goes to the bathroom, we just like are all over each other, just making out. What? <laughs> yeah, because it's like we wanted to get together, and as soon as you know, it comes back in the room, we're like you know back in our normal seats. And unfortunately, the friend gets tired, wants to go home, and you know, kind of says, "You got to go home with me," you know, talking to the girl, and uh, and so of course. They leave that night. I send him on an Uber home. She gives me a kiss goodnight, and I'm like all happy. I'm like, okay, you know, girl likes me, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. So we we arrange to to meet up again the next uh, sometime during the week. But it's again, it's a it's kind of like a group thing again with her friends. Again, I'm fine with it. You know, she's acting almost like my girlfriend. You know, she's sitting next to me, she's holding my hand, she's giving me kisses on the cheek, all that stuff. So I'm like, I mean, it's okay. But it's during the work week and I'm like, I can't really stay out late, right? right. So then nothing's, nothing's gonna happen then. And then uh, on the weekend, we arranged to, to meet up. Um, and this time it's a one-on-one -on -one date. So I'm like, okay, this is good. Finally, a one-on-one -on -one date. About damn time. I know. Somehow her friends meet up with us <laughs> on the date, you know? And I'm like, man, it's not gonna happen, is it, right? She's a woman in demand. She's a woman in demand, yes. She's very charismatic. She knows lots of people. Everybody likes her, wants her time. Uh, somehow I'm able to pull her away from her friends that night and kind of convince her to come back to my place. Mm. But she makes it very clear, it's just sleeping. There's, nothing's gonna happen. She's had a bad experience. She didn't go into details, but it sounded like she had a bad breakup. Ah. Right? She said, you know, I just want you to know, I, I don't wanna get involved too quickly. I wanna get to know you. And I'm like, okay, I can respect that. So we just, we do a lot of making out and we, we're just going to sleep. It's nothing, but it's, it's nice. You know, I figure, okay, well, it's just gradual steps, right? Mm -hmm. The next step. And uh, so that was that date. And then the following date is kind of the same scenario. It's again, friends are around and I can't seem to get her isolated away from her friends to be one-on-one -on -one with her. And I'm telling my guy friends this, this situation. Yeah, I got one of my guy friends here. He can vouch for it. That's true. He just raised his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and basically they're all like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe she likes you, but she's just, you know, some, some women are just, you know, she just sounds like she's been hurt, right? Uh, so I invite her to dinner where I'm gonna cook. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I figure, yeah. hey, that's gonna, Hopefully this is going to close the deal. And can't invite her friends many, to this. How, how long have you guys been dating at this point? At this point, it's almost a month. Okay. It's almost a month, right? I, in, I invite her over. She's a great cook. I cook. You know, it's a great time. We're cooking beautiful food. 
uh, and we kind of have like the talk. Defining our, the relationship? Not defining the relationship, but more about, you know, just our past histories with relationships, right? Definitely sounds like she's been hurt in the past. And I'm, I'm trying to convince her, you know, well, you know, you only want the relationships that are the type where you're, you're really intensely into that other person. And unless you are willing to be ready to receive pain, you can't receive the joy, mm. right? So it's just the two of us. We're sitting on the couch, really Netflixing this time, <laughs> right? And she's like, I gotta go. I gotta get up early tomorrow. I'm like, what is going on? I call my friends and I'm basically, you know, I'm kind of done. At this point, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. I'm kind of done. Feeling kind of like hot and cold a little bit? It's hot up until it could get hot and then it gets cold. But shouldn't that make you want her more? I mean, normally, I guess it would, but I mean, at a certain point, you know, I was getting frustrated. And then she invites me over to her place for dinner. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it one last shot, right? One last shot. If, I, if we don't close the deal on this date, then it's really done, right? So I go over to, to her place and, you know, beautiful food again. It's very romantic. We're like holding hands and, you know, it's, we're looking, gazing into each other's eyes. And then, uh, you know, we've had a good meal. We're cleaning up and then we're just going to relax and watch some television and we're laying on her bed and then we start to make out and something clicks where it kind of goes past that normal point where she was going to stop and we just start going for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I start taking off my clothes, I'm making out with her and I'm like, you know, and it, the other thing is it'd been a while since I'd had sex at that point. So I'm really excited. You're like really ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I've been ready for months, you know, it's like, I'm really excited and, uh, making out with her and I take her top off and she's got beautiful, you know, boobs yeah. and then <laughs> and then I go to pull off her pants. Oh no. And she has a penis. Oh god. I was hoping it wasn't gonna go there. And my mouth, I was like I couldn't believe it. I was like stunned. I was shocked. I was like hand over mouth literally. I'm like, oh my God. Wow. She quickly puts clothes back on and she's like, I thought you knew. And I'm like, how, how would you know? How would I know, right? And so in that moment, I was like, not only was I just stunned and shocked, but like super bummed. Yeah, how did you handle that situation? So, okay, so we put back on our clothes. We, we have like a little conversation afterwards and I'm trying to like, and my head is just spinning, obviously. I'm just, yeah. my head is spinning. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's not your fault. You're a beautiful woman. And, uh, you know, I just felt the connection with you immediately. But uh, I was kind of like, I, I don't know, I got to go. I was just like, I, I got to go. And uh, she walks me out. You know, I give her a kiss on the cheek and I go. And then I'm in my car, numb. So the whole next week, well, actually, I, I talked to my buddy, and and um, and you said something that was really 
impactful for me was that, you know, you think you feel bad, what about her? Yeah, right? I was just gonna say the same thing. And, and that made me think, and I was like, yeah. And, and I, I, I texted her immediately once I got home, and I was like, you know what? You're, I wanted to let you know it was still an amazing, I'm so glad I met you. Hope you're, hope the best for you, something. So you like broke it off with her. Yeah, so I broke it off with her, but the whole next week, my head was all messed up. I was I like, bet. I was like, am I gay? The whole thought of I was kissing a guy. I was, I like this girl. So part of me is also heartbroken because I, I'm losing this beautiful woman yeah. out of my life. I was okay with it after a while. I was like, you know, David, I, this really just proves you are really into women. I mean, the reason why I was attracted and fell for this woman, and I, I referred to her as a woman because wow. She was. She was mm -hmm. feminine. She, she, you know, had all the qualities I liked. She was gorgeous. She was beautiful. So why was the penis a deal breaker? This is the interesting part about it. Because as I was thinking about it, I actually went there and was like, you know, what is the big deal about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you like this person. You all con you connect really well with them. And I actually let my mind go there. It's like, maybe we could move to some place and just, you know, nobody knows us and we just hang out. And, and I actually went there. Good for and, you. And, but it was really difficult for me because I, I'm sorry, I just like the vagina. The vagina is important to me. And it, it was only for her that I might go there. But ultimately, I decided, you know, it's just, it's too, I just, I would miss the vagina too much. Do you think she did? She obviously didn't disclose it for a reason, right? right? Like, would things have changed if she, I mean, if she was up front with you, would you just have exited you know, earlier, do you think? Or? I thought about that too. And, and part of me was like a little bit upset that she wasn't up front with me. Yeah. And then the other part was, you know, I get, yeah. I get it because it's like, she's attracted to men. Mm -hmm. She's a woman. Right? She's, she's not attracted to gay men, she's attracted to straight men. Because she's a woman. And I'm in sales too, and if you, you know, you go with the clothes at the very beginning, it's not going to work. If you gradually, you know, maybe you could convince some people, like she convinced me, to go there. And, and it's not only that too, like, now looking back on it, so much of this stuff makes sense. Why she had the friend there why she was going slow, why she wanted to take her time. Like, you know, now that all, at least all of that makes sense. Yeah, this is a very unfortunate story just because both people came out disappointed. Yeah. And I feel the same way as your friend um, thinking about her side of the story because I have, I have a friend in New York who is the same situation. She's beautiful female, but she calls it gift with purchase. She has a penis. And she tells me about how many times she's been punched after making out with a guy and he discovers that she has a penis. So it gets to a point where she has intimacy issues. She's very attracted to men. She has to go to these chat rooms for men who like she males. But she tells me that a lot of times she has a prolonged sex because she feels like if I win them over with my personality and our connection, then this penis shouldn't get in the way. I, I'm not in her situation, but I can almost feel the pain she must feel yeah. every day. She meets a guy she really likes. 
now she has to worry about her safety all of a sudden. Um, how do you become intimate? I'm sure all those times that you guys were close to intimacy, she wanted it, but she knew that you yeah. weren't ready right, and yeah. she wasn't ready to reveal that. But again, to any relationship, it's that communication up front. If you have a kid, you communicate you have a kid. If you have a penis, you communicate you have a penis. I feel like it's the same thing. In a way, I feel blessed that I went through the experience mm -hmm. because if she had been up front with me, I probably wouldn't have. Right. I, I wouldn't have taken it as far yeah. as I did. I, I got a lot out of the experience because I, I really got to learn, you know, everybody deserves love, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I was just thinking, man, we think we have it tough trying to find the right partner. Oh, gosh. Imagine, yeah. imagine if you were in that same situation and you want love. And then it just made me feel like angry about all these stupid bills about banning people from the bathroom. I'm like, you know what? Going to the right bathroom that you identify with is the least of your problems if you're, if you're a trans person. It's like trying to find love is like so impossible. Yeah, and you know, you bring up another interesting point, which is just these layers of sexuality where she could easily have a vagina made if she wanted it, right? But with my friend who's in the same situation, she's like, I just feel that I am a woman with a penis. Like, this is my identity. I don't feel like I am a woman with a vagina. And so it's, it's just another definition of a woman. And it's so hard, too, because um, I used to work with a lot of trans individuals in San Francisco, and every, everyone, everyone was so different. Like the way that they viewed themselves, the way they viewed of what they want, where they were in their transition, what they wanted out of their transition. And I just learned that one of the hardest, like I, at least for me, I can't imagine waking up one day and looking at yourself and saying, this is not the right body for me. Mm -hmm. This is not the right person. I'm looking at someone who I'm not and just knowing that as a fact and then having to not only trying to find love, but also trying to find who you are. Because even us, when we talk to people and say, who are you? People have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. right? And some of these people who have, who have gone through this process are so blessed to have found who they are, you know? And, and yet other people are so lost and not even have any idea of who they are. But yet out of all that, it's such a tough world to live in because of all the harsh things that people are saying and all the, 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 the ignorance that's out there. And one of the, the inf things I got to give you props for David is because I think this, it sounds like to me, this thing kind of opened up your eyes, like opened up a whole new perspective for you and allowed you to see something in a whole new light. And that's why I'm thankful to be able to have you even on this episode, because I hope that we can open up other people's lights as well and see things not as just black and white, but there's so much more that people don't even think about in going through a whole process like that. No, definitely. I mean, I would have never thought that I could have feelings for someone like that. But then I, the beauty of it was, is it's, it's more about the connection to the person, right? Yeah. It's more about the connection than the, the anatomy. Mm -hmm. Do you still think about her? Yeah, from time to time I do. Like I said, I, I was hurt. I, it was like a breakup. It was, I broke up with someone. I was dating somebody for a month mm -hmm. that I really was attracted to. Mm -hmm. And so I felt the same heartbreak. But I, I'm thankful for it because 
I didn't realize I had that capacity in me. I've heard multiple male friends, not just in San Francisco, have this happen, but in Boston, I had a college friend this happened to, and then um, one other person in San Francisco. Like, it's not as uncommon as it sounds. And none of them saw it coming either. Like, they just, it was a complete surprise. It, it's just such a hard thing. Like, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I was in her shoes. Would I, would I want to be up front first? Would I not want to be up front so I could have the connection? Would I want to have to decide, okay, maybe I just need to find a community that accepts it from the beginning? Mm -hmm. Would I work to try to change people's perspective on it and be open to a whole new world? Would I just want to live a happy life and not have to even think about having to go through the fact that I have to work on social change just because of the way I was born? Sometimes I feel like dating is easiest when you are in a marginalized group because then you just find that group and then your choices are limited but when you find one stick with it it's so funny though but then even though you're that person you're forced to be with a group and it's like do yeah. i even identify with that group though that's true right and am i with this person just because it's the i know it's the one person that will accept it versus that's true is this what i want to be with well, I, I wish we could get her on the podcast. I mean, I can imagine it's been difficult, obviously, like you said, with the trust and prolonging it. I'm sure you're not the first man that's done that. Oh, yeah. I was just also concerned also, you know, it's like some, if it were, were somebody different than me, they could be violent to her. How people react. Right. Mm -hmm. I still think, though, like, there probably should have been a conversation. Like, maybe not until that point, but, like, before you really got intimate, like, in a way that is not even just this, like, anything out of the norm. Any, anytime you're taking someone by surprise, their reaction is going to be harsher than if they're upfront with what's going on. I totally agree. I mean, it's so much easier to say you should communicate that upfront. But I think about some of the times that before I've been, I've been intimate with someone, and even just asking if they've been tested. Even that question or that conversation is a little uncomfortable when you're in the moment and you're like, oh, pause. Have you been tested? Are you That's clean? True. Right? This but imagine, imagine taking that to a whole new level and being like, let's pause. Let's talk about this other issue. I mean, you, you know, I'm just saying like even talking about testing is a very small topic and that's uncomfortable for people. Yeah. Imagine talking about these bigger topics. In theory, she should communicate upfront, but also in practice, when does she do that? Right. And how would she deliver that? There's no manual on that. No, we just have to be more empathetic and um, you never know what someone's going through. You have yeah. no idea. You have no idea their journey until they tell you. Yeah, and uh, one of my takeaways is for ourselves to look to see how true to ourselves can we be, because for some for some people it's a very hard discovery. For other people, it's a lot easier. So I think one of the most important things is to discover like who we are as people. I think that's a hard universal question, and I think that's a question to continually look into. Um, and it's also one of the ways that we can do that is by exploring it with other people. Yeah. I think my main takeaway was just, you know, love comes in lots of forms and, and, and they're all valid. They're all worthy, right? It's, I think it was just my limitations mm -hmm. that, that prevented me from, you know, 
fully embracing her. But you explore those limitations. I know I did try. Yeah. So, um, listeners at home, you know, it's interesting. We hear dating stories from all facets, and it's always, you know, kind of like horror dating stories, interesting dating stories. But we want to hear more of the stories that have really changed your life. Something that made you go, I never thought I would go through this, and it changed who I am and it changed the way I view dating or people in general. So, write us, you know, um, email or be on a guest on our show. We can always keep you anonymous. We can change your voice. We can change any names that you want us to change, but we want to hear your stories. I think it's good to share these with other people so we know what we're all going through and we're not alone in this. Uh, thank you, David, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it and sharing this story with us. Thank you, Michael. And for those last two words, I'd like to stay. Stay dateable. Here's a dating fact brought to you by Lively, a new video dating app. And we have Kat from Lively here. Kat, do you have any statistics around what we just talked about? Well, actually, I kind of do. We did a survey and what we found was that upon first contact, 32% of men are willing to disclose something unusual about them sexually. Oh. I guess it could be like fetishes. Exactly. Someone has a fetish or someone is a virgin or something along those lines. So people are actually pretty willing to be upfront about their crazy sexual desires. 32% of men. What about women? Well, surprisingly, 28% of women said they would be willing. Oh, just a slightly less. Slightly less, but still a good amount. I do have to bring <laughs> attention to the verbiage of, of this fact, which is men who are willing to, willing to disclose. Women who are willing to disclose. Exactly. That doesn't mean that 30% of men are saying, Actually, hey, I'm, hey, I have yeah. a fetish. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Here, I have a weird shaped penis. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I guess if they, if, if they were asked the question, they would answer. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Kat. And thanks, Lively, for that dating fact. Videos tell your story better. Download the Lively dating app today at golivelyapp.com. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. <laughs>